You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Hello? Is this fucking Mike Freeland? I want to wrestle you so freaking bad. Wrestle me. Welcome, everybody, to Juice Pro Wrestling episode 84. Four on the floor. With Juice and Sretton today is Mike Freeland. He is the host of the Front Row Material podcast, which is a part of the MLW network. Is that correct, Mike? That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. Along with ECW and pro wrestling legends Mikey Whipwreck and Jerry Lynn. Uh, very excited to have you on the show today, Mike. Um, I've been wanting to shoot the shit with you for a long fucking time, man. Um, congratulations on everything you guys have been able to accomplish with your show. Very stoked for you guys. Um, everybody, check out Front Row Material. For the material, I can't talk all Give that modelo. <laughs> it's hitting me, hitting me hard. But everybody, check those guys out. They're everywhere, every podcast platform. Um, you guys are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Right, all that shit. We are, we are, we're, ha- we're we're having a Twitter conspiracy here right now. With uh, oh yeah, we had to we had to change our show Twitter handle mm-hmm. instead of FRM Pod to FRM Podcast. So it, we're we're dealing with Twitter and getting verified, and they've frozen our account until they can verify. I don't know, it's a crock of shit. But anyway, we'll, we'll find out what the hell. <laughs> it's happens. a Jim Crockett shit. <laughs> That's right. See what I did. <laughs> Dad jokes. Hey, motherfuckers! It's time for the news. The news. Uh, this week we had a very action-packed week. A uh, weekend, I should say. So, uh, Sretton and Mike, if you guys want to weigh in on the first topic in the news, um, I'm gonna go with AEW Full Gear. Sretton, I know, didn't watch it, but he got. Some- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a piece of shit. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to watch it. <laughs> God. You- I don't know how your mother puts up with your ass. I don't either. Um, <laughs> Mike, did you get a chance to watch the show? I did. I did get to see Full Gear. Um, you know, it was interesting because it was kind of like a tale of, of two shows. Mm-hmm. I feel like in a lot of ways, they're, they're trying to find their way. Yeah. And they're doing a lot of good things, but I think there's some things that can be tweaked upon. But I think overall, they delivered a really, really good show. Light out match with John Moxley and Kenny Omega, I think, was great. Jesus Christ. Uh, they did a lot more than I thought they were going to do. And I actually was legitimately worried when I saw blood streaming down John Moxley's neck. I thought, oh, yeah. shit. Right. Like, this is not good. Somebody throw an X up and get the Band-Aids out. Yeah, yeah. 
It, it, that match was insane. And, you know, everybody, you, you can relate to this because you're an EC dub guy. They, you know, it, oh, this is ECW or whatever. And it's like, no, it, it's not. You know, ECW had its violent things. Like, it's it's very much AEW. Um, and you got some haters, some people that don't like it, some people that don't like it. And that's fine. That's cool. Much respect to your opinion. But I'm sitting there. I'm watching this shit. Now, a lights out match, you know, whatever. It, after that whole thing happened, my jaw was just on the floor. And much like you said, when Moxley's neck got slashed like that with the barbed wire, it's like, you know, you didn't know if it hit an artery or what. I mean, because he's bleeding Omega's back, too. When, yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Some of the brutality in that match, but it was it was brutal, but it was still good storytelling because you knew what these in both. And that's very much um, kudos to John Moxley and Kenny Omega, because you knew that these guys, this was a match that was postponed that we were supposed to see when we were at all out. Unfortunately, it didn't happen, um, you know, with his MRSA and all that shit. But it, it, and it and it played out here and there through dynamite, and you knew that these guys, or you know, they're both top guys. Obviously, Moxley wanting a gun for you know coming in from the WWE and wanting a gun for AEW's biggest guy, and probably one of the biggest wrestlers right now in the last several years in pro wrestling in general, and Kenny Omega. And for those guys to do that type of match, the physicality, the brutality of it, and still have heart if that makes sense you know what i mean like have feeling to it it wasn't just a desensitized oh, violent you know for the sake of doing it like in no knock to anybody in like gcw because i love some gcw shit as well um but it didn't feel like that like it was happening just for the sake of being violent you know do you guys think it was a classic match yes like do you think this was a match that people are going to be talking about a few years from now i think so well, that's a good question. I I do I do think because because the infancy of what AEW is, we haven't seen something like that before. Just like you know Foley and Taker, that that kind of set the bar. So I think this is what's going to set the bar when it comes to matches like this. So I definitely think this thing will be remembered for quite a while. Now, gentlemen, I want to get your take on this. Mm-hmm. Did it feel like you to you guys that it was like a blow off match? And what I mean by that is. There was so much involved that I feel like if they would have spaced a little bit of that out a little bit, they could have drawn that a lot further. Meaning, if they would have stopped with like the glass and they had, I believe, a gold chain and the barbed wire baseball bat, that could have led to another type of match, a dog collar match. This could have led to this. I feel like they had so much that they wanted to get in. I loved it. But do you think in some ways... Less can be more. I, I'm not going to say I. I think that I do agree with what you're saying, and I, or I should say, I understand what you're saying. Um, I mean, because I mean, dude, they even you left out uh the mouse traps. I mean, that was fucking Jesus Christ. Yeah, jeez, Pete. I think a lot of that though was kind of a throwback to, and. And to accentuate who the fuck John Moxley was and is, this ain't Dean Ambrose we're talking about. And and if you look at a lot of the shit that Kenny Omega did and like DDT Pro in Japan, I mean he's fucking wrestling blow up dolls and kids and like guys out in the woods and just crazy shit. <laughs> you know, like so I agree with what you're saying. I I get it. Is there where do you go to set something else up? 
you know, that could be as brutal as that because that, I mean, fuck. I haven't seen a match that fucking brutal. And, I, you know, me and Threaten, we were just at some brutal ass shit uh, when GCW was up here in Chicago. But, man, it's, you know, that's a really hard question to answer, Mike. It really is. I mean, I, I don't. It, it, definitely, it definitely had an SMW feel to it. And I felt like when I was watching it, it was very. It was very FMW, but then again, mm-hmm. you, like you said before, you made it. You illustrated a great point. John Moxley's not Dean Ambrose anymore. I mean, he's CZW yep. John Moxley, who would go crazy. So you have to be able to separate those two personalities. But right. yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm thinking, okay, you know, Kenny Omega puts out on social media. You know, I lost. I'm not clear to wrestle, but I'm not dead, so I will be back, and I will see you. It just leads me to believe some. There's going to be another chapter between these guys. But you're right. Where do you go from here? Check this I mean, out. I just had this thought. Check it out. So they did the blood and guts, right? Okay. Now, what if the second match is just this knockout, drag down, wrestling match? Just straight wrestling. You know what I'm saying? I like, think that'd be awesome. That would be great. And then we sort of did with Joey Janela, but over the regular show, like non-pay-per-view. Like they absolutely. Had one, they had one match, they broke everything around them, and then they just had a straight-up wrestling match. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe. Maybe. And that's a good thing. We were just talking earlier uh, off-air about, you know, um, stuff kind of... Uh, God, I'm, I'm trying to find the words here. Um, God damn it, forget it. I'd like to interrupt you and say... Yeah. I if somebody wants to criticize or say that it was too much, mm-hmm. I would say okay that that would make sense to explain that because when I was watching the highlights, like I said, I didn't watch the event, but knowing that there was a mouse trap table or a board, <laughs> there was a barbed wire table, there was they pulled all uh, the whole ring glass. apart, they hit each other with brooms, there was glass, so they laid out a ton of stuff. And when I was watching the highlights in little like ten second clips on Instagram or you know Facebook or whatever, I was like. It all it looked like thirty different matches, but it was just in that one match. And I was like, "Wait a minute, there were other matches during this event too." Mm-hmm. And how long was this going on? Like, so it it, it there is a point to it, but they're not going to do that every time. No, and I I and I have enough belief in the creative uh, minds of all these different promotions. Um, that's why it's so interesting to be a, a, a wrestling fan with a reignited interest in the sport. Like I have is that there are so many really, whatever they think of, they'll build it a mousetrap table. They did it. Mm-hmm. Um, the barbed wire thing, which is ridiculous, which has probably been done somewhere else. I don't know. Um, they'll think of something else when they pull it out. You'll be like, Oh my God, this actually topped that other thing, but still it's within, mm-hmm. uh, within, my God, it's a table yeah. full of dildos. Fuck yeah. within reason. You know, it's not going to be, <laughs> uh, we saw, we saw uh, a couple months ago, we saw a photograph of these two dudes, uh, in Japan chewing on those light tube table, uh, light tubes. Right, yeah. And to me, that's stupid. Um, I'm not into right. that, but, but st- you know, stuff within reason, everything the guys did was, ridiculous and tough and hard to do and they were bleeding but mm. it was within reason and you know it all made sense but um yeah i don't think it was too much because you know the next what it did was set a tone for all their pay-per-views because they did say it was going to be bloody and it won't be bloody like that they're like that you know week to week mm. um so but during pay-per-views they're gonna you know who knows what's gonna happen and they and they showed it yeah a lot of people bled in this pay-per-view not just the two of them yeah yeah I- 
think it was good, and I, I think it's interesting because you're getting just as much as you're getting that dichotomy between the Dean Ambrose character in WWE, the lunatic fringe, and mm-hmm. then the CZW, John Moxley. You're also, in some ways, uh, getting a little bit of a different version of Kenny Omega because, yes. you know, in New Japan, you're getting more of the classic Broadway type of matches, going 60 minutes, draws classic five-star Dave Meltzer matches. And now you're starting to kind of tap into a little bit more of what he did in other promotions when he was being able to be a little more creative from a character's perspective. Mm -hmm. And he's doing some of these more outlandish things. So it's really neat to be able to see him kind of go back and forth. And that's what makes it really interesting to watch a character because they can morph and be more than just one-dimensional. Yeah, and that's what makes him one of the, you know, a best bout machine, one of the best wrestlers of the past five plus years you know i also don't know if this is a thing you're supposed to compliment wrestlers on but i being new to kenny omega um even watching all these matches my compliment to him is he might be the best salesman in the game he might be the best seller of everyone's moves that's out there right now because everything he does everything he does looks like it hurts him so bad And and so you watch it, and it's I mean it's great. It, you know, you could have somebody that's unable to do certain things, but in the ring with him, um, not not saying Moxley doesn't look great. Everything looked great, but mm-hmm. he just I, I'm I'm I've become quickly super impressed with him, um, and I continue to be impressed. And so you know we'll see. Well, somebody who I also thought, and, and you guys can comment on this as well. This is kind of going back in the day, which is a perfect setup for what you guys do. You know, you go, you hit the rewind and you go to present day. Mm. I thought Randy Savage sold really well. I mean, Randy Savage Ooh, always looked yeah. like he was getting his ass handed to him. Always looked like he was just going to be crippled after every single match. <laughs> Agreed. And he yeah. made his opponents look so good. Mm. And I think guys, Mikey and I were talking about this in, in Jerry was that people don't focus on selling enough. And it's a great point that you make because the better you can sell, the better it shows not only your talents, but it really shows other people, man, I want to work with that guy because yeah. he really he really puts it over. So it's it's really your own calling card to say, hey, work a program with me, book me with these guys because we can do some magic. Yeah, and not, not over-the-top bullshit selling like Sean HBK did for Hogan when they had that shit, you know? <laughs> I'm talking about like, oh my god, you know what we just watch what he said. Like Kenny Omega is a great seller. Another guy I think who's really good, AJ Styles, makes guys look really good in the ring. You know, um, it, that's you're exactly right, Mike. If you can't fucking sell, you have no business in the fucking ring, and that's just my opinion. You can disagree with it, or you can go fuck yourself. I don't care. That's, what do you guys think of the rest, <laughs> rest of the show? Oh, dude, it it. It blew my mind. Mike, what was uh, another one of your favorite matches on that card? I love Pac. I really do. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know what his situation was with WWE, but I think they really, really missed his target here with with not keeping him as Neville. But he's such a phenomenal talent. He's mm-hmm. good on the mic. He has this I'm-always-mad-aggression look on his face, which is yeah. so cool because it's like he's kind of like a loose cannon. Yeah. And then you got Hangman Adam Page, who is he, he kind of has a pretty boy look to him, but he has that badass look. So I would take Adam Page and I would say he's a combo. He's a hybrid of a Shawn Michaels and a Bradshaw. And yeah. I think those two, if they were melded together, would be Adam Page. I thought that match was fantastic. It's really interesting when with AEW, 
and I don't know if you guys have talked about this, but like the whole wins and loss thing. Yeah. It, it kind of, I don't know, kind of bothers me in a way. And I'll explain because mm-hmm. I think it's cool, you know, that, that guys win and lose and that they do take wrestling seriously. But I don't want that to be something that takes over as far as the commentary goes. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. well, he's on a three three match losing streak. Like, I just want to judge the match by its level of entertainment in the ring. And yeah. I don't even give a shit who wins or loses. That's not really my point. Right. I love just seeing a good match. I, I totally agree with that. And I get what they're doing to try to, once again, you know, to reiterate um, certain promotions and people trying to use the more sports-centric approach, you know, which is cool. Present it like it's a legit sport. I get that. But like you're saying, where you guys get lost into that, it's not necessarily something we as fans or viewers or whoever need to know that need to be presented with all the time. Because if they're just put, I'll put it to you this way, if they're putting on the matches they're doing, like they're doing now all the time, I don't fucking care about the win-loss record. Now, granted... No one's going to care. Yeah, no one ever does. And this is the one thing I find kind of faulty in wrestling because, I mean, I've seen TNA do it, a bunch of other people do it, where they have like the... I think WWE still does the power rankings, maybe. They don't fucking pay attention to it, but, uh, man, in a way, it's kind of silly. You know, like, just kind of fuck it, you know, throw it out there. Like Now, obviously, though, if a guy you always see, and I'm going to give you a perfect example, um, Tom Lawler, who's a, I think he's fucking great. He's transcended in he's the amazing. pro wrestling. He's a great guy. Um, but every fucking match, I've seen him like five or six times. I think he's only won one match. You know, and it's like, okay, so you're not going to want to see a guy like that challenge for the world title, obviously, unless there's some clever storytelling there that can uh, present that situation. And that's what wrestling's about, because the whole thing at the end of the day is a fucking story. It's a sports presented fucking story, you know, like, so I like the AEW, the win loss thing. But yes, I agree totally with you, Mike. Don't don't throw it in our fucking face. You know, don't be like, you know. Tell, tell me, Sean, why, why'd you do it? <laughs> why, why'd you hit him with a, with a steel chair? <laughs> I, I, I was just thinking about it, like when, when the commentators, especially Jim Ross, you know, says, well, you know, he's, he's lost his last three matches. When he comes to the ring, that is not even remotely close to being what's on my mind right now. It no. is, what are we going to see from Hangman Page? Mm-hmm. How are we going to see the evolution of him? I can't wait to see more of Puck. I, I just want to see these guys get more mic time as well. I think that would be one of my critiques with AEW. Is I want to see, and I know that's the one thing we all complain about WWE, way too much fucking talk time. Right. But if I, we just got a little bit, because I feel like some of the audience members who are tuning into AEW do not know as much about these guys, unless you're a hardcore fan and you, you've watched the indies yeah. and you've actually seen these guys because they're not yet household names mm-hmm. outside of your Jerichos and outside of some of your other more known stars, even across in Japan. But you've got to give them a little time to explain who they are. And I think if you're able to do that, you are really going to start drawing people in. Oh, yeah. Totally. They need to. Uh, but I love that match. Loved it. <laughs> I do. You know what else? And we've talked about this before on the show. Um, because I was surprised to see him pop back up. Uh, one of uh, Jerry and Mikey's homies, Taz, a guy who I was. Man, I'll be honest with you. I didn't really give two shits about his commentary in WWE 
And when by the time he got the impact, and I thought it was great when he was Joe's like manager. I was like, man, that's fucking, that's perfect right there. And then he got back into the commentary booth, and I was like, Ugh. you know, the yam bags or whatever. I just for whatever reason it didn't, I didn't like it. And then I, uh, you know, it's been a few years now since he's done it, and I hear him on Dark, and I'm like, man, him and Excalibur had a really good chemistry, and he did really good. And I was glad to like hear him again on, you know, what was I think it was the buy-in for AEW yeah. for this pay-per-view, and he did really well. So I, I'm kind of surprised by that. And hey, Taz, shout out to you, bro, because I I used to not dig you as far as the commentary. I love the human suplex machine. Don't get me wrong, you know. But the commentary thing, man, he's knocking out of the park for AEW. I hope they do some more shit with him. And that's an interesting thing. I think that Taz is kind of a polarizing character mm-hmm. because I think you either really, really like him or you're kind of turned off by him. Yeah. And as far as my take on him, he carried when he was with Josh Matthews. You needed Taz because Josh Matthews, yeah. in my opinion, was so weak. And I don't mean that in a personal attack on Josh. I just felt That's like fine. he <laughs> tried too hard. Yeah, yeah. And it it came across that way. Mm-hmm. But I think it became much more natural because also you got to think about this. He had extensive experience working in the WWE and he had Vince McMahon in his ear. So, I mean, if you're going to succeed anywhere, you're going to get a lot of experience through working with Michael Cole, working with Jerry Lawler. Yeah. Um, you're, you're just going to get that groom uh, aspect of it. So I wish him the best and, and we'll see where this takes him. But it's funny you, you bring up uh, Excalibur. I'm digging him. I am absolutely digging Excalibur. I I personally think that he is one of the top commentators in wrestling right now. Love the guy. I couldn't agree more. I I think he's uh I think he's amazing. He's got he's got it all. You know, he's a guy that uh he gives you a little bit and this is to me and I don't mean I mean clearly on his presentation, not like his voice or how it sounds or anything, but um the way he delivers and does things, he reminds me of like a Mike Tenay mixed up with uh with a Jim Ross mixed up with uh uh almost like a a Marl Ranallo. And a lot of people may not know Marl's been in the fucking game for a long time. I mean, we're going back to like Calgary Stampede shit. He was doing stuff. Um when they're I love him. He dude he's he is great. Phenomenal. He's great. If you know God damn, he's I'm gonna have to do an episode <laughs> commentators, damn it. Um Morrow is really great. He is like the the shining beacon of light as far as WWE commentators go because I can't stand most of them anymore. Pretty much all of them. I don't you know, Michael Cole fills the role and does his job, but eh, who who cares? I've been listening to that guy for so long now, and I'm sure he's fed up of having Vince in his ear like, you don't say that or you say this, and fuck all that shit. I kind of dig Corey Graves a little bit. He gives off that Heenan-esque vibe, but some of it, I feel, is a little try-hard. Yeah, I don't know. Long story short, man, Excalibur knocks it out of the park, and uh, Morrow is, dude, He's he is absolutely amazing, if not probably one of... Man, probably the best one in the game right now, you know? Yeah, I think it's that passion. And it's, it's, exactly. it's a mixture of the passion and the knowledge. Like, I kind of throw Joey Styles into that category as oh, well. Yeah. Even I Joey miss Joey so much, man. 
I miss them. We're trying to. I'm trying through my channel, my ECW contacts, to uh, to find out how I can get a get a hold of Joey um, because I would love to have him on yeah. and just kind of tell some stories from everything that he'd experienced working with Paul Heyman mm-hmm. and the original ECW and what that was like transitioning into WWE and their version of ECW, which I know was absolutely according to a lot of the ECW originals I've, I've had contact and I've talked to through Mikey and Jerry. It, it was not, no, it was not the right way to go. Drizzling shits. We just had a uh, Johnny Swinger on. I've talked to him. I've talked to Bill Alfonso and Sabu and uh, drizzling shits. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was, it was, oh god! And then Vince <laughs> walking around with the, with the do rag and the belt oh, around oh his waist. Oh god! It was it, it to me. It was kind of like the ultimate fuck you. Like he was like, ah, guess what? I bought the company. Now I'm wearing your belt, and it's like, okay, yeah. listen, listen. We all know it's a fucking show. We yeah. get it. You don't need to come out looking like a huge, you know, douchebag. Yeah. But he came across that way. But I mean, that's that's his character. But I think there's a little bit of the you know, middle finger to all the fans of the other promotions that he put out well, Mike, that he's not he's to, King Dick. Not to cut you off, but you, you just said it yourself, a little bit of his character. And what do we all know about professional wrestlers, at least the good ones and their characters? It is them. Oh, it's truly who they are. It's who they are, just amplified. So come on. Yep. You know, Vince is fucking, Vince is Vince. You know he loved that motherfucker was probably doing a, a crip walk when he bought WCW and ECW is like, oh, what's going on? Oh my god. <laughs> you know, doing some crazy ass shit, Vinny Mac. You know you can't deny it. But yeah, he's uh Yeah, that that guy, whew. pure garbage, pure hot garbage. Um <laughs> anyways, get back to the uh on topic real quick so we can end the news segment, which has gone extensively long. Uh <laughs> and that's because of our non sponsor Blue Chew. If you want to talk about a segment really long, just get Blue Chew and it'll extend your time. <sighs> oh yeah, you won't have a small package on this one. You can take her for a full Broadway match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sixty minutes. Schoolboy here, only men allowed. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, all around, I thought it was a killer pay-per-view. I'm trying to think of uh, a few more matches. You got any more in mind, Mike, that kind of spark? I did, and there's a guy that I'm really watching right now that I like, and that's Sean Spears. I yeah, love yeah, yeah. What, what they're doing with Sean Spears right now because I feel like he's a guy, and he's got Tully Blanchard in his corner, which I think there's a lot of tutelage that's going on right now, and yes. I think he's bringing a lot to Sean as far as grooming him, bringing him through. But Sean Spears, and, and I mean, what can you say about Joey Janela? I mean, the, the guy himself is so good at what he does. And he has the charisma, and he has the athletic ability, and he has the social media presence. Joey Janela is one of those guys that he just has all of that. He's the and total package to without being there. Lex Luger, you know? <laughs> Absolutely, without the roid in his ass. I mean, it's just so good, and it's neat to see those two guys, and they're going to be – well, they're already our stars, let's be honest. Yeah, but yeah. they're they're going to get even bigger because of the platform they're on. Mm-hmm. But Sean Spears, Joey Janela, I mean, how can you, I mean, how can you go wrong by putting those guys together? You can't. You can't. I, I thought that was a fucking excellent match. Um, I thought the the Riho and uh, what's her name, uh, Emmy's. How do you say it? Sakura? Emmy Sakura. 
Yeah. Sakura, yes. I love her. Man, her theme music is god-awful, but I like it for some reason. I like her, too. It's just a chaotic mess, dude. My like girlfriend her loves her. She's like, who's that weird little Asian lady who has, like, the dookie stain? Uh, she's. I think she might be my favorite <laughs> fucking uh, female dude. wrestler. She's awesome. She comes out with the Freddie Mercury fucking mustache and that whole gimmick, <laughs> and I love it, man. I love Freddie. I love Queen. They're fucking, what can you say that hasn't been said about those guys? Um, Man, and she's great in the ring. I think here's a funny thing, and this is true about Japanese women wrestling, at least in AEW. So my, we're watching this shit. My girlfriend's like, tell my buddy that's over. Uh, shout out to Dick Foreman Presents. Um, she's like, yeah, you know, when you listen to these girls wrestle at night, this is this is all they're going to do. All right, check it out. <clears throat> and that is exactly what happened. <laughs> And I'm like, it's funny because she's not she's not a huge wrestling fan or anything, so she just kind of notices these little nuances, and it's it's funny to pick up on it. And it is it is fucking true. But man, they put on one hell of a match. You know, I love the whole teacher versus student thing. Um, uh, Emi Sakura is fucking amazing. I like I said, she's she, fantastic. She is great. They hit a home run with that. And shout out that you know she came there because of Kenny Omega, her and Riho. You know. Yeah. Um, so once again, Kenny, the man, you know, bringing the goods, not just in his own matches, but, you know, getting us, getting our eyes on, um, wrestlers, competitors, such as these women and they're, they're fucking awesome. Um, the one thing I will say though, is ariho has got some momentum going, but I don't see how long that shit's going to last be just because of how small she is. And I know that. Hey, if you're going to out there and sit there and judge me, whatever, go ahead, do it. Fuck you. Um, I mean, but let's face the facts, dude. She's the golden feather, man. She's so small. It's at some point they're going to be bringing. This is what I feel the weakest division for AEW, unfortunately, is the women's division, even though they do have some they have some names. They have some top stars. But, you know, I, I, I would look at a, a company like Impact. Their women's division is fucking stacked. You know, with uh, yeah, it's it. That's the thing. I just i I don't know how much further they can go with the whole Riho thing because she's not she's not fluid in English. You know, it's going to be very hard to cross over. She's got a good thing going now, and I'm not knocking her, but I just don't see this title reign lasting a long time. I mean, at least maybe I don't want it to. You know, if well, <laughs> that I, way? maybe. It it does make sense. I mean, I, you can suspend disbelief for so long. Right. And she's going to get in the ring with somebody else, and whether or not she's technically sound and she can do a lot of moves, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But somebody is going to get in there and Brock Lesnar her. I mean, they're going to ragdoll her. Right. And I think there's a lot of women out there who are really, really good, and I would love to see uh, Tessa Blanchard yes. switch over and come to AEW. Like, I literally... Uh, figuratively speaking, uh, not literally, a cream my pants because Ooh, I think she dream. would be such a great addition. I'm talking cream corn here, my appreciate friend. Appreciate that. She came disclaimer. over. I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, we're going straight aisle seven Kroger's because she is so good at what she does. Yeah, so good at what she does. Um, she's like the yeah, best, one of the best wrestlers to... on the planet. Just period. Oh my god! Like. My favorite woman wrestler right now, and this may or may not be popular, and I've loved this girl since the second I saw her, mm-hmm. is Shayna Baszler. I am a Shayna Baszler fanatic. Okay. Like, I was talking to 
Jerry and Mikey and I said, I would love to see Shayna Baszler, Ronda Rousey match. I think that would be friggin' amazing. They would tear it down because they both come from the same background. Yeah. They both have that fiery passion, but Shayna, in my opinion, is going to be, is going to be huge. Yeah, I think so. I mean, she showed it. I, uh, I wasn't too big on her at first. Um, but like kind of seeing her show up when they did the NXT thing and her kind of squaring up with Becky kind of solidified what you just said for me. It's like, yeah, she belongs. She belongs there, man. She's got that legit background. She's held her own um, on NXT television. I, I'd like to see where she goes from here. It's funny that we were talking about uh, Emmy Sakura. Yeah. And why is it that it, we, we all turn Asian whenever we try to say something like that? You, you know got, what I mean? Like, you got to say it. Sakura. Like Sakura. Yeah. You have to. If you don't, you just sound like a an inbred redneck and <laughs> I know. trust me i'm in ohio i've seen a lot of those people man <laughs> you know that family tree doesn't fork the hemi sakura i'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, give, hey hey so you're a video game guy i gotta break this in real quick right you play video yeah. games mike all right check it out Sren. you know what I, I want you know what i want old school bust it out do you can you uh, do you know what uh, sound effect this is from yeah check it out <clears throat> I don't know if it translates over the phone. Oh, shit. I'll give you a huge hint. Nintendo Entertainment System. Okay. All right. Is this wrestling related? No. This is fighting related. This is not wrestling. Fighting related. Very simple name. Yeah. Very simple. One of the martial arts. I'm so glad you're helping me out here. Um, God, I feel like Jerry Lynn right now. Like, what? Um, <laughs> Who are you? Fighting. So it's, it's, it's not Street Fighter, obviously. No. It's um, it's a type of martial art. combat. No, it's a type of martial no, art. Harp, type of martial art. Yes. I'm just going to give it up. Okay. Maybe he didn't I, play. I've maybe yeah, played. you're, you're going to have to go ahead. Is it Kung Fu? <laughs> That's it. Kung Fu. Oh, Jesus. It's like the second game that Nintendo came out with. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, that, that, well, that was sitting right next to my Rad Racer. Yeah, oh, <laughs> Rad Racer was great too. I'm telling you though, go and look up some YouTube's after we're done tonight, and look up Kung Fu and the sound effects. This motherfucker nailed it out of the park one night episode. It's just like, what's up? What's up? Like, holy shit, dude! I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna tweet you guys back when I do that. That do is, it. that's tremendous. <laughs> I do it. Oh man! I wanted to mention something real quick about about uh, Sakura that yeah. she she is a big um, Queen fan. So, yes. are you familiar with Lucha Freddy? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! yeah. I lo- I follow him on Twitter. He's fucking awesome. Lucha Freddy, I cannot put him over enough. Mm-hmm. He's been on the show before. He's nice. tremendous. He has the the queen thing that he does as well. Mm-hmm. And when I saw her, I thought, my God, this is like a match made in heaven right now. If they put these two together, because yeah. it would just be, it'd be perfect because they're both really, really perfect. good. Plus they love it. They love that genre. So yeah. Your Freddy. I, I thought I actually, when I saw her come out doing that stuff, I, I was like, fucking rip it off Lucha Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> I was pissed, man. I, but then I watched her. I was like, all right, you know. And then her awful theme music hit, and I, I liked it. But, hey, I listen to Grindcore, <laughs> so I like a lot of awful music. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Dude, I had no idea what the hell was on her face when she came out. I was like, what is this shit? Yeah. I had like, no idea. I fucking, thought, she grow a stash. She went through menopause, but no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she had to fucking p- get a piece of black licorice stuck on her lip or some somehow, you know. I was. I had no idea. But it kind of turned me on, so I ain't going to hate it. Hey, whatever it takes, my friend. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, real quick, we'll sum it up. There's a lot more we could talk. We spent a lot of time on this one subject, uh, so fuck it. We're going to moving on um what would you give a rating uh out of out of one to ten mike uh for aew full gear wow um i'm gonna give it can i give decimals or am i giving just whole numbers oh do we do you can go to the thousands point zero 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 whatever yeah you can go okay okay then i'm gonna go I'm going to go between an 8.5 and an 8.7 i think that's pretty pretty much the wheelhouse i think i would give that one that's fair. I, I would I would agree, except I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm going to. Give, <laughs> I I would give it a man. Fuck. I'll probably give it eight point five or a nine. So somewhere oh, that's within good. I vicinity. mean, we're we're in the ballpark. Yeah, yeah. Same vicinity. You know. I didn't watch. We're, it. we're I, both I'll, in the same bathtub. I'll be honest with you. I I really <laughs> didn't enjoy the uh uh Britt Baker B Priestley match. I mean, there were some. It, it got going, but there were some spots where it's like, overall, I was like, God damn it. Like, man, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm not going to shit on them. They just need more time, more time together. I, I, I was going to say, I think they're going to need a little bit more time, but yeah. I I love Dr. Britt Baker. I think she's really, really good. Oh, yeah. I do, too. It, it just depends who she's with. I've seen her at uh, Warrior Wrestling, um, actually, versus Tessa Blanchard. And I was, it was, the, I believe it was the first time I seen them both live. And I was super stoked and didn't, they had that match. And I was like, oh, God. It was an off night. It was an off night. It had to have been. Cause I'm like, there's no way these two girls, and especially I'd never seen Britt Baker before, but uh, I'd definitely seen Tessa Blanchard, her body of work. And I was like, super stoked. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> we actually saw Tessa again at the, either the next one or the one after that, Warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, where her and Daga uh, wrestled yeah. the Lucha Brothers, and it was yeah. a short match, oh, but dude. it was awesome. It was fucking amazing. And let me tell you something. Like, Tessa Blanchard yeah. is a fucking sweetheart, man. She's in person. She's super nice, super cool, super fun. So, yeah, a little backstage. I, I'm very happy for her that she's that she's getting the success she's getting in Impact. I just would love to see her on a and I'm not trying to put impact down on a larger stage. Right. I think her talents need to be exposed to a larger audience. So, yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Well, at some point, you know, she'll wear that out. She'll outgrow it. I, I think she's almost there. I think the next, in order for her to fully get there, give her the world title and then drop it. And then, you know, we'll see. I don't know her contractual status. So, you know what I mean? Um, here's- I'm with you, my friend. Here's another uh, quick thing in the news. Our homies at uh, Retromania, Retrosoft Studios, who is producing the video game Retromania Wrestling. Yes. Uh, shout out to Mike Herman and his crew. It was officially announced that they are no longer, no fucking longer, the spiritual successor. They are the official sequel to WrestleFest, officially. <laughs> and what does that mean? Well, they uh they acquired the IP to Matt Mania, which if 
any old school wrestling arcade fans may know about. Um, that's pretty huge. And not only that, they get to, uh, for marketing purposes, this is fucking awesome, but they are the official sequel to WrestleFest, which was one of the best fucking arcade wrestling games ever, in my opinion. I mean, it's, I remember playing that shit like Celebration Station as a kid. You know, it was fucking awesome. Um, we had Mike shot once again, shout out to him and his team. Everything they've been able to accomplish this thus far, it's been a total fucking passion project for these guys, and they're going to put out a great product for you guys. Um, it's going to drop first quarter of 2020. They've announced their partnership with the NWA. Nick Aldis is appearing in the game. You will be able to fight for the 10 pounds of gold. You will be able to fight in uh, the Austin Idol Wrestling College Wrestling School Arena, as well oh as oh my god, as well as the NWA Power Arena. And dude, Mike, t- tell me this real quick: Do you ever watch Tim and Eric Awesome Show? I have not. Oh, well, then you can't relate. I know. Moving on. Um, anyway, those. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be frank with you. Um, a lot of those commercials that they do. Uh, on you know like the kind of dummy whatever you want to call them goofy commercials for NWA, uh, that's very Tim and Eric esque, very 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 like Doctor Steve Brule shit you know like I fucking love it. It's great. It's good comedy. They knock it out of the park with that shit. Um, but man, Retromania they're they're doing everything right. They got a stacked roster. They got guys like Austin Idol. Uh, your boy Tommy Dreamer, they got the Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal in the game. Um, Cole Cabana just got acted. Yeah. Well, no, he's Cole Cabana's been on there for a while. Has he? Uh, yeah, but he just won a title. Oh. Yeah, yeah, you piece of shoe. Um, is, 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 is Blue Meanie in that bad boy? The, no, not Blue Meanie. The whole oh. entire Blue World Order, oh. buddy. Oh, that's, that's tits. Oh, I love it. Yeah, and, uh, and they're working with uh, Stevie Richards on doing like a – a home console, like when we were talking to Mike, if you guys out there listening, go back and listen to ev- episode 78 um, where we talked to him about this. But him and Stevie have a really cool working relationship, and they're trying to get, like, cabinets, home cabinets and stuff built. Um, man, dude, it's going to be a great game, man. Like like I said, House of Hardcore is being featured in it. Uh, Tommy Dreamer, you got uh, – Hollywood Nova, you got uh, Big Stevie Cool, and you got the Blue Meanie. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to the Perfect Scam podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Um... There's uh, Zack Sabre Jr., John Morrison, a.k.a. Johnny Mundo, a.k.a. Johnny Nitro, a.k.a. Johnny Impact, a.k.a. Johnny What the Fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so many Johnnies. So little time. Uh, 
But yeah, man, they're knocking it out of the park. So everybody be on the lookout. It comes out on Steam. It comes out on PlayStation 4. It'll be out on Xbox One as well as Nintendo Switch. So they're going to be hitting all you guys up. Uh, if you're looking, you know, I know everybody's disappointed for about the WWE 2K20 fucking bullshit and how awful of a game that was and just all the bugs that uh, continue to somewhat plague this fucking game. If you're looking for something a little more fun, a little more alternative, uh, then Retromania Wrestling is where it's at. So check them out. And once again, shout out to Mike and everybody involved. You guys fucking rock. Anyways, next segment, finally, it's time for the Wrestler of the Week. <laughs> yeah, Mike, are you ready for this shit? Are you tell- I'm, I'm very ready. I'm stoked. I got a boner right now. Who's the Wrestler of the Week? <laughs> Ooh, can I see it? Um, <sighs> the old school Wrestler yeah. of the Week. Uh, wrestlers of the week in this case. Uh, we're going to go with some guys who have kind of been all over lately. Uh, the Rock and Roll Express. Yes. for uh, They are probably the most decorated tag team because they are up there in age and they still go at it and, and a decent enough. I don't want to say a high level, but a pretty decent high level. For those of you that watched uh, Full Gear, <laughs> you did see Ricky Morton do the Canadian Destroyer albeit in slow motion, it still happened. <laughs> he, he did, and he also did a uh, tope suicida <laughs> outside of the room as well. By God, suicide! Suicide! <laughs> it was fucking great. I flipped my fucking lid when that shit happened. I fucking love it. The Rock and Roll Express, these guys, we're talking NWA, we're talking AWA, we're talking uh, WCW, WWF. I didn't say E. Fuck you guys. Even though they are WWE Hall of Famers. Why'd you um, point at me? You know, I well, I'm just pointing in general. It's like I'm shooting a promo, and you just happen to be the guy in front. <laughs> yeah, deal with it. Um, these guys have been around forever. They have a huge body of work. So whether you have the WWE Network, go and search the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, go down that YouTube wormhole and check these guys out. They um are actually. The latest episode of NWA Power are going to be debuting on that. Um, So not only are they members of the current roster of the NWA, they've made appearances with AEW. And these guys have influence. I'm, I'm, their influence is vast. I mean, if you go back to guys like fucking even, the, you know, Mike, you know, the, the Rockers, man. Come on. Yes. You know, there would be no Shawn Absolutely. Michaels and Marty Jannetty without the fucking Rock and Roll Express, you know? Amen. As a matter of fact, can I, I'm going to give it a couple seconds. Can I get you guys to be involved in something with me? Go for it. All right. Check it out, Mike. I need your participation. I'm here. On the count of three, we're going to give a little two-second chant for the Rock and Roll Express that consists of rock and roll. Are you ready? You have to leave me. Ready when you are. All right. Let's go. Rock and roll. 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 That's right. Fuck everything. The Rock and Roll Express is in the motherfucking yeah it's through my favorite pen i'll be back (laughs) these guys have influenced uh guys like you know like we said the rockers all the way up to the modern day sweethearts the yum bucks one of my personal favorite tag teams all (laughs) the yum bucks nick and matt jackson or matt and jeremy buck if you're talking about tna time (laughs) generation me or um man dude what a body of work these guys and this to still, even though uh, Robert Gibson's kind of got that googly eye, which drives me a little insane, but uh, 
<laughs> I mean no disrespect by that for you out there listening, but it, it you know it just drives me insane. Um, I still love the fact that these guys go out there and they fucking compete, dude, and they they do it for their age. And you when you look at these guys, they're not you know they're not built, they're not jacked. I mean, there's guys that are their age that have a good body still. These guys don't. They look like they've just been fucking sitting around doing what God knows what. Oh, thank you. Uh, have like, you seen? Go ahead. Have you seen that picture on social media of Beefcake and um, Greg the Hammer Valentine sitting in like chairs next to each other? Have you seen that picture before? Uh, I'm trying. Not offhand. Oh, I can't remember. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, if you want to see how the mighty have fallen, you need to look at that picture. It's on social media. You can probably Google it right now. Beefcake and Greg Hammer Valentine. No offense to them. In yeah. their day, they were great. But now, if you put long hair on them, they look like lactating women. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I loved uh, Brutus. Wow. Um Shit, they've, last time I see they've aged, the they've aged into my fetish. <laughs> yeah, ungracefully. Um, <laughs> they, uh, I fuck. I just seen Greg the Hammer at a uh, last Warrior event we were at. It was like all of a sudden, out of nowhere, here comes wrestling travel and all these other people that weren't announced, and we're in the gym where they're doing the signings at. Uh, what was it like the halftime for the show or whatever? And there's Greg right. the Hammer Valentine. Like, what the fuck? I'm like, nobody's going up to him like which is kind of weird and i was like i felt bad but they did know. once they knew it was him yeah yeah but how do you fucking not know look at that face he's got like that stone cold droopy face you know that and then <laughs> bruce the barber yeah man i mean this you, motherfucker hold was it, hold it were you going into a stew heart right there <laughs> 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 well not in the dungeon <laughs> You want to get Come stretched. Under the dungeon, I'll stretch you a little bit. <laughs> Make sure you pull up your underpants. Yeah, my sister's making pancakes afterwards. And then we're going to wrestle the bear. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you right now, I don't give a shit how interested in wrestling I am. I told this to Mikey on an episode. Mm-hmm. If you had a chance to go down to Stu Hart's dungeon, would you? Mikey said in a heartbeat. I said there's no fucking way no. i was going to get down there nope. and get on all fours in a basement that has padded walls where you can't hear shit Wait, did you just say you were gonna man get... get on me <laughs> the man yeah, you, mike was not about to get four on the floor <laughs> you like what i was there? not i tell you what that happened one time at summer camp i got ice cream for it but that was the last time i was gonna do that yeah it happened to me once and this guy was about oh wait never mind um <laughs> yeah yeah um so moving on uh, the Rock and Roll Express, like I said, check it out. Um, check them out, I should say. YouTube, WWE Network, they're on NWA Power, which uh, new episodes drop every Tuesday at 6.05 Eastern. Um, you can check them out anytime you want, so fucking look them up and do it. Next guy is a new school guy. The guy I'm wearing his T-shirt, uh, Joey Gimmick right here. The one, the only, the sleaziest of them all, Joey Ryan. Uh, Mike, what's your take on Joey Ryan? I mean, I like Joey. I, I think Joey does does a does his thing, and he does it really well. Yes, and I think he's one of those guys who plays the heel character so well, mm-hmm. and he's flamboyant, and he knows how to interact with the fans around ringside. And the big thing is, he's comfortable in his own character. It's not like he's trying to fumble around. He has really honed what his act is, and he's done it really, really well. The dick flip thing, first of all, the dick flip thing to me 
it's it's no different than uh, who's that guy you guys uh, that now they call him like Shorty G in oh, God. Uh, WWE. Gable. Chad Gable. Yeah. So here's the deal, like the dick flip thing. Like he started doing that, and now it works. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's it's what he's known for, but he can do much more than that. But I think he's really good. I remember him on Impact when they did that. Um, oh, that shit with that? Al Snow, the gut check. Um, gut check, yeah. And I don't know how much of that was a work, but he was so good. I, I wish I would have seen more of him. Yeah, he's a guy, and uh, he also owns Bar Wrestling. He runs that, which is wildly popular, um, up there with uh, another one of our favorite promotions out in Cali, uh, one of our homeboys. Shout out to Joseph Samael, PCW Ultra. Um, Joey owns Bar Wrestling. You can see a lot of crazy shit going on there. Um, If you want to see more on him, check him out. Uh, Obviously, go down that YouTube wormhole. You can do that with all these guys that we're going to be telling you about. Um, But he's also, if you download the Impact Plus app, there's a lot of shit from his previous tenure in Impact and his one-offs with them, as well as going forward, he has signed a multi-year deal with Impact. To me, Joey Ryan is one of those, you're right, like he's he's polarizing, but for guys that just like to have fun and enjoy a good gimmick in pro wrestling, and I enjoy a good dick and fart joke, <laughs> he's fucking amazing. The moment, the moment I saw somebody's hand grab his cockles and get fucking flipped, I fucking flip, and then I grab myself and I flip myself, and it was fucking That's right. crazy. <laughs> um, and he's just—we well, we, we were ahead. talking about this before we started. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with Orange Cassidy. Yes, like Orange Cassidy has that that same type of mystique where you know he does what he does, but he does it so well. Yeah, and. It's not about taking all these grueling bumps. It's mm-hmm. about being entertaining. And I think these guys have understood it and they've figured out the formula. And I think they're going to have great careers and hopefully not be as injured as a lot of these other guys are. <laughs> Most definitely not. With a dick so strong like that, how could you be? You know, Scott Steiner took the, he really tried to give Joey an atomic drop and he fucked his knee up in the process. So. Because of that that monster cock. I mean, that's just the way it is, my friend. Yeah, man, that thing's it's fucking. I remember <laughs> I met him uh, in South Bend at a Black Label Pro show earlier this year. The players, the Godfather's players brawl, and Joey was just he was a fucking nice dude, man. He was aware of the JP Dub brand. He was super cool, super uh, informative as far as like, hey, man, like asking about this. He has a movie coming out too, so that's something else you guys should check out. It's about his journey in pro wrestling. Um, He's online everywhere at Joey Ryan online. So he's on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I believe he's on Facebook. I don't really fuck with him on Facebook, so I wouldn't necessarily know because Facebook is kind of a steaming pile of shit. But unfortunately, you know, us content creators, we got to use that garbage. So whatever. Mark Zuckerberg, suck a dick. Um, Just not Joey Ryan's because it might go through the back of your head like a Terminator. <laughs> you know, who's your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> do, do you think we'll ever see, or maybe this is crossing the line, the mandible dick? <laughs> or do you think that might be? I fucking hope so. <laughs> like the, his opponent's on the ground and he just like whips out this like silicone cock <laughs> and then like just... He, he 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 just like gives it to him in the mouth, and all of a sudden the guy's tapping. <laughs> I would definitely tap out. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I hope we do see it sometime, Joey. If you're out there listening, fucking 
Think about it. Anyway, my friend. <laughs> Threatens like give Unless me the fuck. down. Threaten, yeah. Hey, it don't matter. Just don't bite it. She swallowed it. Sucked his dick for daddy. You're juicing at the lips. Oh. <laughs> A little NWA I'm for you. <laughs> hey, guess what? It's time for our topic of the week. And that is, Mikey, you can get in on this heel turns. Ooh, heel. Oh, I like that. Yes, yes. Shout out to this bastard known as Threaten the Savage, you know, for giving us this great content. But anyways, to me, um, and obviously I'm going to base this off of one of, I mean, he was kind of, he was a heel already, but uh, going back to earlier when we were talking about AEW full gear, uh, MJF finally pulled the plug and fucking kicked Cody in his fucking dick and uh, splintered that relationship and in turn became, he was already a huge heel. And everywhere is MLW is a huge fucking asshole heel. Everywhere he goes, huge heel. But AEW, he was kind of playing up. He was like a likable guy. And he finally squashed that. We saw it happen when he turned on Cody at full gear, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Um, So kind of using that as a modern day take, what are some of your favorite heel turns and, dare I say, the most impactful heel turns, Mike? most impactful heel turns um i could think of one that i would say is the most but i'm gonna let you give your opinion first wow let me think here hmm, there's so many different ones that you uh, i think about like i can keep going back and forth with flair obviously when he was courting sting to be his tag partner um with clash of champions to go against it was like arn anderson and vader so that was one of them uh, heel turns Geez, kind of put me. I sound like a douche now. Let me think here. Um, mm, can I smell you? Yeah, yeah. Throw, throw, throw me one. Throw me a bone here. We can go from the top and go. Uh, yeah, and we'll go, go down. We'll go down. <laughs> well, threaten mine. I'm not going to do that shit. But whatever. Um, <laughs> not <laughs> that there's anything wrong with that. Episode. Hey, Dick and Fart. Not jokes. that there's anything wrong. Let's call with four that. on the floor. What do you want? That's right. Keep going. Piece of shit. Show. 2019. That's yeah. right. 2019. Keep an open hey, mind, we're acceptable. obscene in 2019. That's right. I understand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hollywood Hulk Hogan, the most ultimate, in my opinion, heel turn that there ever was. Yeah, that's that's huge. That's a big one. Um, yeah, he was even saying that the Hulkamania stuff was starting to fizzle out in WCW, and they needed to come up with something to, you know. I remember watching career, and that was huge. Yeah, I remember watching huge. when the red and yellow it wore off. Man, it was you know it was a weird time when you see a guy like that. That's like all of a sudden people start booing Michael Jordan. You know what the fuck? I, mean, I kind of booed him a little bit when he played for the Wizards. What the fuck, MJ? Um, but. It was something that was unexpected. It did need to happen, but no one was thinking that, you know. Right. No one was thinking just because he got some booze and whatever. Is right. We were all kids back then, so it's like, you know, how involved in the business and the mechanics of the business are <laughs> are you really? Um, that you know that fucking Hulk Hogan needs to turn heel, to, you know, to reinvigorate his career. Nobody knew that shit. It just happened, and it was like the biggest. It was like when LeBron signed with fucking the Heat. I remember they did that whole thing, and they even had jerseys, uh, black and white jerseys, like NWO jerseys, when they did the fucking, you know, the trio. Why don't you do it, LeBron? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell LeBron, why don't you do it? Um, 
it's it's one of those things that still resonates with me as far as like an all time heel turn. Um, man, it doesn't really get any bigger. Even though Hogan early on in his career was a heel, a lot of people may or may not know that. It doesn't matter. It's what came after. How do you say, okay, fuck the prayers, fuck the vitamins, you know, fuck the training, fuck the kids. You know, you fans could stick it. <laughs> it was and even his wrestling style. He started using dirty moves. Yeah, dirty tactics, yeah. dude. And you know, the eye pokes and the and the classic heel tactics that just worked. Yeah. Um, you know, like the the jaw jabbering outside the ring with old ladies and they're trying to smack them and spit out of it shit. Like I know. I, I love that. I'm trying to think of some before that, like some classic ones, like golden era ones. And I'm going to give you one right now because I'm the juice and I am all knowing. Do it. Uh, Shawn Michaels. Oh, God, you just took it out of my mouth. I was about to say. <laughs> well, I never Barbara put Shaw. it in, but if you insist. All right. <laughs> well, hey, anything's possible. We're all friends here. <laughs> yeah, when you're four on the floor. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and uh, discuss that a little bit, Mike. I, I just like the fact that. At the time, I think WWE was really backing Marty Jannetty yeah. as being kind of the babyface guy. And then all of a sudden, you know, things started to change, as they say. Plans had changed. Sean turns on Marty. He goes on his own way. And I think Sean even actually said in interviews that he wanted to kind of do his own thing as well. Yeah. But that was a big thing because the Rockers were loved. They, like yeah. in all the WWF catalogs and everything, they were everywhere. I had the Hasbro and figures. Yeah, they were a big deal. And when he turned on Marty, that was that was huge. And then throwing him through that goddamn plate glass window, it was like, okay, the Rockers broke up. Now we've just seen a homicide. Like, what in the fuck yeah. is going on on the barbershop? Yeah, your and, boy Brutus back in the mi- 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 mix. Oh, my God. And, and that guy, okay, just really a little side tangent here. That guy... He's a little weird, okay? Let's be honest here. <laughs> Walking around in the, you know, cut-up outfits with the fishnets, getting a little more bloated, still rocking out the Ricky Morton haircut, <laughs> walking around with his big pair of shears. Yeah. You know what I mean? St- stuffing the sock down his pants like he's got a package, which we know <laughs> was not there because he – it's just like, okay. like, And then he dances around like he's scared. It's like, you're a fucking wrestler too. Yeah. Like, I don't even understand how – why are you scared? Well, keep in mind um, his face was fake at the time. <laughs> That's true. You know, parasailing. God damn, it could kill you. Like forty-eight screws and eight plates. Jesus, I took my car to the shop and I had less work done. <laughs> Touche. You must have the pet boys. Good lord! At that point, why don't you just fucking say, okay, maybe you know what? I need to retire. I lost my face. That that's probably not a good yeah. thing. Well, Sean lost his smile, but he got that back. He did get it back after he got basically his ass kicked by like what nine Marines in a bar in New York <laughs> yeah. or Syracuse or something. Yeah. yeah, he got Jesus fucked up. But yeah, I would have to say uh, that was a huge, a huge, huge moment as a kid um, to see that happen. Like you said, Mike, the the Rockers were so over, dude. Um, yeah, I don't even think they really reached their full potential. And if I'm not mistaken, you guys can leave your comments. Uh, let me know and correct me because you guys love to do so. Um, I think I'm trying to think here. I don't think they ever won the WWE tag or WWF tag team titles. I think if they never did, had belts, nope. It there was one time where they did, and it wasn't a televised deal. 
and they immediately dropped him. I can't go into any further detail, but you guys do your online research. I, I like to pull everything from memory, so that's uh, that's why I fuck up a lot, you know, because I don't like to be the dude sitting here with fucking notes like no no fuck it, you know. Um, I'm pretty sure they did win it once. And it was immediately like, it was like a 20. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to the Perfect Scam podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important four-hour thing or something like that. And it was fucking flick me off, Sren. Um, <laughs> and then they lost it. But yeah, that that was another huge heel turn moment for me. Um, I think another crazy one, man, it's hard to think of like really big, impactful ones. Um, I would just keep... Uh, Hacksaw going from USA to Canada. Yeah, you know what? I'll, <laughs> no, fuck. I'll throw that up there I, in WCW. I remember that shit after he was the janitor. I, like, I forgot about that one. He was the one. fucking janitor. And I'm like... And then he joined Team Canada. After, that hurts my feelings. Fucking life. I was in utero when he was like going, oh. And now he's like with another country. I'm like, this is this is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll put that one up there. Well, also that moment when he was doing fucking blow with the Iron Sheik and he ruined the business. But, you know, another day, another time, another story. I mentioned it only because it was on my mind because recently there have been like three, two or three of them. But it was the MJF turn. Mm -hmm. And then uh, 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 RVD started doing heel shit. Yes. Yes. Um, I do like that. That's You know what, Sren? You're getting it. You good boy. Who's a good boy? I am. Who's a good boy? Yes, Anyways, uh, <laughs> then didn't somebody uh, in WWE wasn't there one of the females? Didn't they do a heel turn recently? Oh, which one? Cena, I don't know. Cena did, I believe. Um, Goldberg definitely did in WCW. You say Cena? He went. Cena did. Cena turned. Um, wasn't there a recent one though? Didn't one of the female wrestlers recently flip? Or my? Um, eh, anyways, no. but know. people seem to like I the RVD know. one quite a bit especially I, I enjoy it because uh, juice dude, likes it man he's fucking gone back to it's like watching i've said it before in the last couple of episodes he's uh he's ecw rvd again you know as far as like the promos and shit and just like hey you know whatever and not the wwe shit where it's like rvd whatever i mean he's like you want to he's straight shooting man he's like young bucks kenny omega you know like where'd they get all their moves from me <laughs> it's like you know how i thought of those moves he like points to his head he's like yeah that's where i got my moves from like i didn't take them from anybody and he's just there's a lot of other shit that you guys can check out um go on impact's youtube channel 
he's hey, he, here's my thoughts on on Rob Van Dam. He got a lot of his shit from Jerry Lynn. So yeah. let's 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 be honest here, uh, Mister Monday <laughs> Night. <laughs> oh. Okay, because Jerry's the whole effing show or the new. He was show, yeah. He was the new effing show. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. If we had to segue into like one of the best feuds, and we've talked about, it. we've done ECW episode early on, but uh, yeah, the RVD Jerry Lynn shit was just just fucking amazing. You know, it set the bar for. And the standard for a lot of today's shit. So that's yeah, it did. I mean, I I was talking to Jerry and I was telling him um, a lot of people emulate what Jerry did. Yeah, and I mean, he he worked in so many promotions. You know, he was a Ring of Honor, a champion. He that's was a right. Champion in WWF. He was a champion. X Division um, champion. Right, he did like wrestling. He was the ECW World Champion. So mm-hmm. He did so many good things. His match with Steve Carino was awesome. Yeah. Um. So it's it's one of those deals where, and he's actually a lot of people may or may not have seen this on social media. There is a likeness of him on the uh, tag titles that the Bucks had put on there. Yeah, yeah, the Cradle Pile Driver. Yes. Speaking a- of which, if you'd like to give. A cradle pile driver. You need to go to bluechew.com, use promo code ECW, and get your first order for free. Just pay the five dollars for shipping and handling. Chew it and do it. Yes. I'll pay so, the, I'll pay the five dollars right for handling. <laughs> I can handle I'll tell you what. I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to take some as well. <laughs> I am ready to see what's gonna happen here. He's gonna be mad. Not, not that I'm needing anything but you know what it's not a bad bad idea if you want to go that extra mile <laughs> to uh to blue to blue chew it up my friend but always remember please please safely wrap it up that's right you know priapisms are a real thing you know you don't want professor gangrene invading your bedroom you know cutting nah, things you don't short. need any of the, the stds or you don't need any of that stuff so no no not at all so on to our, <laughs> with that being said, on to our next segment. We, which just, we, we just went like in, into like health class or something like that. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> Speaking well, of people health. People need to know. <laughs> health class with Mr. Buzzcut. Education budgets have been getting cut all over the country, all over the world. You guys Speak, are just doing your part. Right. Kick me in the jimmy. We're doing our part to in entertain, but yet also educate the youth about when you get that feeling yes. in your tummy and you get excited, you need to make sure you wrap that little bastard up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or it's entertain abstain, you know. Very true. What did you say, Wallace, on <laughs> this topic? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, promotion of the week. Uh, we're going to go this time. We got a couple real quick. Um, so Impact Wrestling, uh, Access TV. You can watch them via uh, YouTube and the Impact Plus app. And there's a lot of superstars. Uh, actually, you're, both your boys, I believe, uh, Mikey competed as well in uh, TNA, right? Yes. Yes, he did. Um, I believe he actually worked with a guy we had recently on the show, Julio De Niro. Yes, he yes. He was uh, yeah, yeah. also there. Yep. And they brought in a bunch of ECW guys back in the day. And, you know, it's interesting because Julio and CM Punk, Mm-hmm. We're fucking an amazing team, like so good. And who tells the story how they just found out? Yeah, we're we're gone. They had like a seven or eight match winning streak, and they were getting over like you wouldn't believe. And all of a sudden, gone. Where'd they go? Where'd they be? 
know what? They look down. <laughs> yeah. Down where? Down there. Yeah. Yeah. Down. So here. <laughs> That's for everybody watching. I lo- I love it when when who who was who would do like the crotch chop really like dorky like was that Hogan when he would do the whole like. He would just like freeze, like his hands would do like yeah. this motion towards his junk, and then he would stop like mid thigh, and like his hand would wobble. And that's right up there with Mike Tyson when he did that absolutely <laughs> ridiculous uh, DX thing. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Get the crotch chop right, or don't fucking do it. No, and his arms were like locked, and he just kept like rotating the hands around the penis. And I'm like, Jesus, that's, you need to stop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I if my punch could knock humans out and put dents in cars and bust concrete, I would never have my living, breathing weapons around my penis either. I'd always kind of no, hover around should, there. Can you imagine? No. Can you imagine what that would be like if Mike Tyson wanted to have like rough foreplay? Holy shit. You better have a life insurance policy because, <laughs> oh, my God, that would be like a hardcore match right there. <laughs> like his we his wiener, not to get down Wiener Avenue, but it's like the size of Hornswoggle. Not that I've seen it, but I've heard. Nice. It's just like, oh. We've had Swoggle in the man. studio. I think you're uh, absolutely anatomically correct on that one. That's why I'm a professional in this media world. Next promotion. Next promotion. Uh, Shout out to our boys at Black Label Pro. Um, And this is going to kind of segue into our next segment here real quick. But uh, you can check them out uh, via independentwrestling.tv. That's IWTV app. Sretton, you've been enjoying the fuck out of this app. Why don't you tell people about it real quick? Uh, I've been watching a lot. Because I use the promo code. If you join Twitter and you're new to the whole thing, there are a bunch of different wrestlers that give promo codes for like a 20 day trial, which would what's I what I cur- currently been using. And what what what? Uh, I got some whispering in my ear, and I I I, I can't hear because I got headphones on. Um. Anyways, uh, it's got a bunch of Midwest, I think East Coast and Southern like independent promotions and. Um, the way the website's laid out, everything is great. But BLP is featured on there, and pretty much. Everything they've done over the last year or two, I'm sorry. Again, I'm new to it. Uh, and my biggest thing is I like to see how they produce everything. I like to see the camera stuff. I like to hear the commentating. I like to see the new wrestlers. And so it, two days from now, Black Label uh, Pro is doing Slamilton, And uh, we will be in attendance. It is going to be a pretty awesome show. So on these cold winter months, there's nothing better to warm you up after you have blue chew <laughs> is the independent wrestling show. Um, man, I, I went to a, a different independent wrestling show a couple weeks ago and it was one of my, one of my first ones outside of warrior. And, um, and it's, there's so much fun. And in these winter months when you can't go outside, you can't barbecue, you can't do these things. You want to be entertained. Uh, these shows are great, man. They are affordable. Uh, most of them are family friendly, they are very interactive. Everybody's really nice. But Mikey, who runs Black Label Pro, is really, really doing Northwest Indiana and this part of our country. Like, like Chicago has a thriving pro wrestling scene. The best. And Mikey is, um, dude, he's doing a great job around here and really representing the region here. So, um, yeah. If you don't fucking believe us, then, uh, you know, 
I got something that'll make you believe. Because real quick, uh, Slamilton, uh, if you guys want to get tickets for it, it's uh, blpwrestling.com. Or if you want to buy some merch, blpmerch.com. Um, they're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all that shit. Like uh, Sretton was telling you guys, you can check them out. Uh, if you can't attend live, if you're not in the area, it's going to be at the RDS Gym in Crown Point, Indiana. Um, you can watch it via Independent Wrestling TV. Download the app. It's a fucking killer app. Let me reiterate that without any blue chew. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I'm going to run down the card real quick for you guys. For the BLP Championship, you got the Diamond Tiger, Kobe Durst, one of our homeboys and alumni of the show, going against Blake Christian. You have a 30-minute Ironman match with Violence is Forever versus the Work Horseman. You have the Independent Wrestling Championship with... <laughs> The man who rules all ass warhorse, Jake Parnell versus Tony Depan. Depan. I don't want to say Depan because it sounds like fucking depends, you know, like them diapers for old people. <laughs> you got Eric Stevens versus uh, the walking weapon, Josh Alexander. You have the Battle of Jake's. That's right. Jake Atlas, who is actually signed to WWE and it's going to be reporting soon versus Jake something. You have the BLP tag team championship. You have blood diamond versus a lone Ethan page, all ego, Ethan page. It's going to be kind of weird to see. Maybe he's tagging with invisible Stan or something, you know, from GCW. I don't know. Fuck it. It's going to be fucking crazy. You got the BLP Midwest championship. You got AJ gray versus Gary J. Hey, if you're a rapper, you can make that thing work for you. I'm not even going to attempt to try because it'll be too good for you. You got one of our homeboys and uh, future guests on this show, Filthy Tom Lawler versus Brett Ison. You got Ren Narita versus Isaiah Velasquez. You got Smiley Kylie Ray versus Billy Starks. Love her. Yes, yes. Yeah, she's great, man. She's great. Don't know why or what happened with AEW. Doesn't matter. But she fucking tears it up. We we love her at every event we see her at. Um, you got one of our homegrown talents here, UFC. I believe he's a Hall of Famer now, Stefan Bonner versus Logan James. And then you have one of our favorite tag teams, um, the Space Pirates, consisting of Shane Saber and Space Monkey versus No New Friends. So that's going to be a fucking stacked-ass card. It's going to be great. And, Mike, if you ain't doing shit, Take advantage of that fucking promo code and watch. Oh, hell yeah. That sounds awesome, dude. I need to get myself to one of those shows. Seriously, we have family up in Chicago, and we typically go to something called the Chris Kindle Market. Okay. it's uh, We usually go up there. It's like a German festival type of deal. Yeah, so we usually go up there. Singing but and laughing I haven't had a Deutsch. chance to go up there. Yeah, yeah. That's a cool thing. But I definitely need to get back to here. Chicago. It's an awesome city. Dude, for sure. I mean, and you're out. What part of Ohio are you at? I'm in Cincinnati, so I am in the uh, the very southern region. So I'm. Uh, oh, you're OVE. OVE boy. Yeah. I was just hanging out with this those guys, true. smoking some reefers with them, um, <clears throat> and Impact All Glory. I don't care. No shame in my game. Um, you know, we're all Midwest guys, man. Let's fucking, let's do it, dude. Like, you know, Saran was saying, like, dude, Chicago really is the fucking hotbed for professional wrestling just in general. And whether it's indie wrestling, like uh, freelance wrestling, uh, shout out to those guys, freelance underground. You got warrior wrestling. Who's got a stack car, bro? Dude, December 13th. And this is before I get to that. 
<laughs> well, fuck it. I'm just going to do it now because we're going to be ending here in a second. Um, December 13th. Tickets are on sale right now for Warrior Re- at warriorwrestling.net for Warrior 7. They just announced, um, I believe it's their final participant in this whole card. Can you guess who it is? He's a member of Chaos. He's one of the biggest stars mm. in New Japan right now. Mm. Who may that be? He's an aerial assassin. His name is Will Ospreay. Wow. Yeah, he will be appearing. He will actually be tagging with Rocky Romero and Amazing Red taking on the Rascals. Amazing Red is actually one of Mikey Whitbreck's students. So, uh, yeah. Yep. That is awesome. Yeah, you got that. I mean, you got uh, Brian Cage will be appearing. You got Tessa Blanchard, who's the Warrior Women's Champion. Um, man, there are. Uh, who the fuck else they got coming from New Japan? Um, they got uh, Minoru Suzuki. He's going to be there. Um, you got Tom Lawler, who's going to be there. You got uh, fuck. <laughs> just a, it's a it's a crazy. You'd be, ta- you'd be talking for twenty minutes. I'd be again. talking for another twenty minutes, so I can't go into it. But uh, and anyways, we'll probably have Steve on again here shortly to run you guys down through this insane card. Mike, let me tell you, these guys always put on. A crazy fucking good time, man. It's it's I believe it. It's the best bang for your buck you can get, in my opinion, for independent wrestling. If you're in the Chicagoland area and all that, it's it's fucking great, dude. There's booze, there's food, there's a fucking good time. There's a pizza! great there's pizza, pizza. Do you watch Ninja Turtles lately or some shit? Um there's a VIP meet hey. and greet. Yes. Chicago has the best pizza, period. That's all I'm gonna say. I, I like that. I like that. I will agree. We got that deep dish, not that, and we got that deep dick. But you know, that's another day, another time. Hey, that's right. <laughs> yeah, fucking go deep. Um, man, Warrior Wrestling. Check them out. WarriorWrestling.net. They're on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You guys can get the four one one there and buy tickets and come see us. We'll be doing live shit at the VIP meet and greet like we always do. Um, we'll be kicking it. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot to mention the biggest, one of the biggest names. Kurt Angle is going to be there as well. <laughs> sorry. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Mike that just kind of slipped your mind. Yeah, it just kind of did. You know, it's so, I mean, it's very easy when you, you're accustomed to these stacked ass cards that these guys provide, you know, I mean, I mean, we've kicked it with guys like, uh, Austin Aries, uh, the Lucha Bros, who are very big fans of the the juicy pro wrestling podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's, there's just all kinds. Of Frank Muir, you know, uh, Killer Cross, all these guys, man, they've come through, and uh, Warriors just where it's at, man. Um, but once again, you know, you got Survivor Series and NXT coming out in Chicago. Um, you had Bound for Glory out here. We had. Um, all out this year, which we were a part of. It's just uh, MLW's first pay per view, which we were just at. Super fight. Um, man, Chicago is fucking it when it comes to like pro wrestling as a destination. I don't give a fuck whether it's cold, rain, snow, or shine. Chicago's rocking, and we're showing up. And you know we're showing up and fucking with some passion. You know, that's what I love about Chicago. Just sports fans in general. It does, you know. It could be basketball, football, wrestling, baseball. Motherfuckers are down, you know. 
Well, I'm a big hockey dude and a big, big Black supporter Hawks. of the Blackhawks. Yes, and I fucking love you. Dude, it doesn't get any better than the Blackhawks. It doesn't get any better than Pete's in Chicago. Yeah. Listen, if you think that you have a better place to go, you need to go see a doctor because Chicago's the town. That's what's happening. It's a wrestling town. We talked about it before. It is the place to be. So I could not agree with you guys more. Yeah. If entertainment in general. I mean, you want to talk about food and entertainment and sports. It's, it's a fucking hotbed. You know, I'm sorry we don't have the fucking california weather or any of that shit but we got the best entertainment the best food and really the best people minus all the shootings and all that shit but uh anyways another day another time um hey on that note i would like to thank everybody for listening and all the new subscribers we got a plethora of you motherfuckers in and i fucking love each and every one of you please tell your friends about the show tell your friends about front row material Check us both out, Juice Pro Wrestling, Front Row Material on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, oh, yeah. Hit us up. Are you guys on YouTube? You do YouTube? We have some shows that we've loaded up on YouTube as well, but um, you can go to frmpod.com. That's where we have all of our stuff up there as well. You can get mlwradio.com, and anywhere fine podcasts are made available. And if you like what we're doing, just go ahead and let us know. We will read the uh, iTunes comments on the show as well. So leave us a comment. Let us know what you're thinking. That's right. You fucking let them know so they can let you know. And until next time, we got to wet them up. Wet them up. Wet them up. I'm so fucking wet. I can't stand it. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a wrap. You gonna do sex to me? Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.